You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 what's going on? Yes, and also here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Best podcast host of all time, no doubt about it. I'm huge. <laughs> the hu- you throw in the huge in there and let them know who you are other than that you just sound like a wrestler so yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> this is episode number 132 we are recording on november 6th for release on november 7th and uh yeah really nothing to talk about here so not just joking obviously blizzcon <laughs> actually it's not that much of a joke but blizzcon just um just passed by so i didn't think it was a joke honestly <laughs> <laughs> blizzcon just passed so we're gonna talk about you know what we what we heard on the stage and also a couple things that we learned off the stage from blizzcon before we get into that though i want to welcome anybody listening for the very first time Thank you very much for taking the time for checking out Watchpoint Radio. You know, we do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So when we do talk about those topics, it usually still revolves around the community. Uh, you know, if you like the show, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio, and we would love to have you join us on discord.me slash mash those buttons. And uh, if you haven't joined the Discord already, by the end of this show, you may want to. Because we're kind of on our own, and I'll get to, I'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> um, but you know, also like to welcome any new returning listeners. Actually, any new returning listeners. Sorry, any returning listeners. Uh, thank you guys. You know whether this is your first real listen or your 132nd real listen, or technically speaking, 134th since we released two community episodes in the meantime. We really do appreciate you guys coming back, and you know this is why we're able to do the show. You know every week and i also like to welcome a slew of new subscribers i thank a, a, a slew of subscribers some are new and some are resubscribes and i'm just gonna go down the list bull one 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 two thank you very much as well as montauk jujitsu jedi the J lee big juicy hog fozzy bear and kuwabara thank you guys very much that's a lot of new subscribers from us since our last show yeah, so we boy. do a we really do appreciate the support. Thank you guys Thank you very too. much. And uh, no new patrons this week. If you want to become a patron, you can do so. Just go to patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You help support the show, this show, and also prepare to attack and initiatives that we have, you know, on in the background working with prepare to attack. So uh, no community feedback this week. So let's just kind of hop into the BlizzCon stuff. Let's talk about the cinematic first. Uh, we knew we were getting the cinematic. 
actually, let's say this. We knew we were getting a cinematic. We knew we were getting a new character. We knew we were not getting a map. So uh, the cinematic was a McCree cinematic. Well, no shit, because McCree was on was the cover art, right? Right. For BlizzCon, or the key art, I should say. He was on the key art for BlizzCon. Um, I, generally speaking, whoever's on the key art, that's probably who you're going to get your uh, you know, your cinematics for. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good cinematic. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, it gives you a little background on what's going on on Route 66. Like I think a lot of people thought, I mean, me and myself included, um, that the Route 66 crash had something to do with that I think the first comic they released where McCree was on the train, but obviously not this Route 66 comic uh, did not, you know, connect with that because McCree was not on the train. He was in the restaurant that we all start at. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to go over the, the cinematic piece by piece here, but um, the cinematic did show uh, one, the new character, which is Ash, Ash and Bob. So you get a little background on them. Uh, and also it showed another future new character, Echo. Uh, a lot of have been seeing a lot of people call her Athena. That is not Athena. Athena has been with us for quite some time. Athena tells you where you're arriving. Winston has Athena. Uh, that is definitely Echo, um, as said by Jeff Kaplan and several other people. So let's just stop with the bullshit, okay, people? Okay. <laughs> but um, I, I can't yeah, think I mean, of like Echo in an AI without thinking of like Amazon's Alexa. I don't want my Alexa to start going off because earlier it did that. <laughs> my, my friend Brad came in the door and he was like, oh, yeah, they, there was this thing where Jimmy Kimmel said uh, on live TV, Alexa, order 50 pool noodles. And all of a sudden, my Alexa starts ordering 50 pool noodles. <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck! <laughs> or, no, or like... Uh, Damn uh, it, see? That thing is sensitive. AKM tweeted out a video saying, Alexa, what is your favorite... Overwatch League team. Alexa, and she stop. goes like, I burn blue or something like that. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. It has a bunch of Easter eggs. Like uh, one of them has to do with the birthday cake from Portal. It was pretty cool. <laughs> hmm. So uh, any cinematic that is better than the Soldier 76 cinematic, I'm going to call a success <laughs> <laughs> at this point because it, the Soldier 76 cinematic, uh, in my opinion, is the worst. I mean, it did it. All the cinematics um, recently, or, or the last, what was the last three cinematics we got? Wasn't it Reinhardt? It was May. And, oh, no, because this would be the, yeah, no, because Devo didn't have anything to do with the recall. But, like, of the main Overwatch, not main Overwatch cast, but a lot of these cinematics have to do with the recall. Like, you know, the uh, the um, uh, Reinhardt one. Reinhardt one had to do with the recall. The main one had to do with a recall. And this one also has to do a recall. That's why McCree was going to get Echo because he didn't make it clear whether he was actually going to go back. He said that they want me, but they need you. And he was going to go handle some business, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. <laughs> um, what'd you guys think of the cinematic? Um, I thought, you know, I thought it was the best cinematic they've ever done. It had comedy. It was, exciting then at the end they showed her game her gameplay and everybody freaked out i thought it was i thought it was absolutely incredible it kind of had to be you know because it's the only thing there was so like right i mean it was epic uh, uh on so many levels that 
I just can't explain the crowd reaction to it because it was just great. And the way it started out, too, with like Jeff Kaplan coming in to save the day because the Hearthstone technical difficulties and no one could hear and everybody. In, see, we were in the arena and the Hearthstone stuff was going on and like right underneath the uh, what's it called? Fair uh, dark, the dark mood fair. There was a whole Hearthstone area. And, like, everybody's freaking out. Jeff just comes out and saves the day with pretty good jokes. uh, But, yeah, I thought the video was absolutely fantastic. But it didn't make me cry, which kind of bummed me. (laughs) And as soon as Bob came on to the cinematic, we're sitting with, like, three rows of podcasters and community members, of course, Everybody smacks me on the knee or the shoulder or wherever they could get to. And they're like, Bob, you're in the game. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be my fucking weekend. <laughs> Bob, do something. Dude, everybody yelling Bob and my neck hurting from looking back and forth because I thought someone was talking to me, but they were just yelling Bob. Yep. So the excitement for that was definitely there. That's all all right, I'm going to go ahead and coin this term that. on the podcast, by the way, before anybody else starts using it. Uh, the way to call for Ash to use her ult now is officially open Bob in reference to uh, the creepy Indian Facebook guys. You know, open Bob, show Vegana and shit like that. I don't know that. You don't know that joke? <laughs> oh, oh, no. You've never seen that? All right. Well, Just those of you on uh, in the chat or listening to the podcast, if you know that joke, that's the new ult call. Um, I, I, th- I thought the cinematic was really good. Uh, I really liked the way that they presented everything. And I was under the impression that McCree was kind of on the border between, you know, supporting Overwatch and, you know, not kind of like Hanzo almost. Uh, I'd always been under that kind of impression. Uh, but it seems like he's very much uh, part of the crew. Uh, and I do like that they added some extra lore with uh, with Echo and everything. I just really hope that they follow up with this pretty quickly because we need more lore. That that was the thing that on the previous podcast we asked for was more freaking lore. That's what we need. That's what everybody wants. And it opens the door for more lore. But you know how Blizzard is. You know how the Overwatch team is with getting this shit pushed out. It may it might be six, nine months before we hear anything else about Echo. We'll it's gonna, see. It's going to be a long time, I feel, because they didn't say anything about it. They could have mentioned things that were in the works, but they didn't. Well, oh, and that's what I'm worried about. The start of it, where you see the clock almost at noon, the whole crowd was just cracking oh, yeah. up. Like that, yeah, and then like <laughs> a- Ash's first interaction with McCree, you could instantly tell she's an ex. She's, and he gets under her skin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have no, like, um, according to Michael Chu and according to whatever McCree's voice actor's name is, there is no, there was no romantic background between the two. Oh, shit. In the voice actor's panel, Michael Chu, like, said you could tell something went on with them in their past. Maybe he didn't say romantic. Yeah, it's not romantic, no. Because he he made it clear. Hey, he made it clear on on Twitter, and then the voice actor was on stream with Emong. Well, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Emong. Yep. Emong. And uh, he said that there is no there was no romantic interest there. It's so. just another Ryan Anna waiting to happen. 
Yeah, so I uh, I thought the cinematic was good. It's not my favorite. Um, my favorite's still alive, and my second favorite is the diva one. But that's because I'm heavily heavily uh, impressed by good fight choreography, especially with weapons, <laughs> with, with guns. Gunfight choreography is usually really fucking boring. And um, I mean, look at like what, season five and six of Arrow, or season four and five of Arrow, where they were using more guns instead of like hand to hand combat. Fucking mm-hmm. boring, you know. But um. They've uh, Blizzard's been doing a good job at their animated fight choreography, which is why I like those uh, the best. I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, I knew Ash was gonna be the next character when they showed her gun. I said the you know, I thought the gun's way too detailed for her not to be the next character. I was I thought I I kind of was like, well, maybe Echo's the next character when they showed her when they showed Echo. Finally, I was like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Echo's the new character. Uh, but then when Jeff Kaplan was going through the list of characters and Echo was second. I was like, okay, Echo's not the new character. It's going to be Ash. Uh, I was surprised when she was, uh, they brought Bob in with her. So we might as well just move on to Ash and Bob. But um, yeah, so Ash is actually voiced by Jennifer Hale, which, I mean, a lot of people know who she is. She's a very famous voice actress. She does a lot of work. She's like a female Nolan North almost, except, um, Actually, no, I, I'm not going to give Nolan North shit for sounding the same because he does a lot <laughs> of stuff. You don't know who he is, but for a while there, I think like what was like, it was like 2005 to 2010. There's a lot of games that came out <laughs> that the main guy sounded the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and that was Nolan North. But he he sounded actually uh, pop, you know, uh, for those who don't know, I'm pretty sure Nolan North voices Cade 6 and Destiny 2 Forsaken. Just for Forsaken. Yeah, they changed it from uh, uh, the guy that plays Tyrion Lannister, right? No, no, they changed that. No, that's the ghost. I said Cade Six. Yeah, so he's been doing the ghost for a while, but like Nolan North, not Nolan North, but uh, oh God, why can't I remember his name? Cade Six was, um, oh my God, why can't I remember his name? He has a TV show right now. Nathan Fillion. There we go. Cade Six was Nathan Fillion, and Nolan North now does it, and you can like you can barely tell the difference between the two voices. That's how good Nolan North is. Yeah. Uh, so, but like I said, Jennifer Hale's like the Nolan North, but she's female. Right. <laughs> you know? And we talked about this earlier in pre-show, but uh, she also voiced Emma Emmerich from Metal Gear Solid Two. So that tells you what kind of range she has in her like vocal talent. Because EE was like one end of the spectrum, and Ash is like the complete opposite. In in my opinion. Because EE was more yeah. like, yeah. yeah, okay, I thought you were disagreeing with that look. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. Like, she has a huge range. I mean, she if you go and look on her wiki page at the, at the, at the games, <laughs> actually, like, the list of animated features was long enough to be a list just by itself. Then you add the list of games on top of that, and it's, like, ridiculous. Uh-huh. So, um, Jennifer Hale, like, yeah, that's, I mean, she is the most famous voice actor they have in so in overwatch okay. for sure yeah. so then help me out because like i like i was telling you pre-show I, I didn't pay much attention to voice actors and stuff prior to overwatch weren't most of the overwatch characters originally weren't the voice actors like less known actors rather than like huge names well yeah a lot of the overwatch voice actors were made famous because of overwatch so she must have wanted this gig Neither they just got more funding to to pay voice actors. <laughs> no, uh, well, the thing is, like, they wanted her because I listened to 
I'm trying to think which panel was it. It wasn't the what's next panel. I think it was one of the maybe the uh, the creation of Ash panels or something like that. Oh, building and a character. Building a character, yeah. And they said that the the um, what you call it? I think it was was it Jeff said that he knew he wanted Jennifer Hale, but they had to give all these voice actors a chance. So when he went through, he knew that's who he wanted from the beginning. And then they went through and listened. He listened to all of the voice samples without knowing who the actress was. And he still picked Jennifer Hale. <laughs> nice. So he wanted like he wanted her. I mean, like, I like she's top tier talent. The oh, only yeah. thing I'd be worried about is that she's like, she's super in demand. And she's, when you have somebody that's like high level talent, like that's super in demand, there's some chances that they may have to stop voicing the character because you may need them at a certain time. They just can't fulfill it. You know, that's yeah. what, that, that's like, that's, that's exactly like, well, to speak about Destiny 2 again, that's what happened with Cade 6. Nolan North had, not Nolan North, but uh, Nathan Fillion had been the voice since 2014, but he had a new show coming this year and couldn't voice the character for the part that they needed. So Nolan North just did it, you know, instead. Right. And that's because he was too busy. So when you have somebody that's high profile like that, it, it's either they won't, use ash as much uh for cinematics and things like that or you know they may end up changing off her if they need her like they have to have her for a certain you know uh period of time or they may give her the like the trisha hefner like who uh, who's uh six on battlestar galactica um, you got me. Trisha, she was a voice actor for starcraft too i remember that she was a, she was kerrigan yeah. she was kerrigan for starcraft and I remember um, they had to halt production uh, on StarCraft because she got sick. Oh. <laughs> she got sick, and they was like, well, she's the, like, this is for Heart of the Swarm. So it was like, well, she's Carrigan. Like, we can't continue to Star. do the voice work without, right. the, without the voice actor. So they had to halt like voice production and stuff like that for a while because she got sick. So it could be one of those situations if – if Jennifer Hale is that important to the story or if Ash is that important to the story and she becomes synonymous with that voice. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it, it also kind of scares you for any chance of any sort of cartoon and like movie, whatever. Yeah. I th- we're just so far away from that because or we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> a little later. Uh, but in terms of her kit, this is, I, well, you know what? Let's let's just talk about her kit first. Um, this is a pretty high skill cap character. Um, she has she's a single shot rifle, and it has two fire modes. One is a semi automatic fire mode that has some spread. So if you keep it has twelve shots, if you keep firing it, the spread comes out, and it actually doesn't go back that fast. So there, I, like when I was playing on the PTR, which is on PTR by right right now, if you didn't know, when I was on the plane on PTR, I just see people. Just trying to like just click, click, just hitting that primary fire and not hitting anything because the spread goes out. And then once it's out, it's kind of like, you know, um, kind of uh, probably why I was sucking with her because I didn't realize she had a spread in her uh, non-scope yeah. primary. It's, did, did, were you, did you not use the uh, regular crosshair or did you change the crosshair immediately? I didn't change the crosshair, crosshair, but I had, change. yeah, I have one set to all people for default. But uh, Ooh, OK, you have a custom crosshair set for all people. I I was on my own that's, account. Well, that's what I have. I just have some of them changed. I I leave everybody's crosshair at default until I'm ready to change that person. Gotcha. Well, on the gun though, that 
hip shot is really good close though because it fires much faster than your uh your scope shot right so if you're really close like it could be deadly but yeah it it wasn't the best past anything past medium range well the max damage it does is like (laughs) 42.5 that's the max damage the hip fire shot does yep um the secondary fire is a single shot hit scan it has a slower rate of fire like bob said but it does double the damage so you go from like you know 42 to like 85 damage in the same range there is damage fall off though i think it's a 30 to 60 meter damage fall off so if you hit somebody 60 meters away you're gonna only do like 40 damage at long range it's like and it's like 170 headshot so if there's a Zed orb or you're being mercy damage boosted, you can get one shot head sh- uh, headshot kills with her with the uh, secondary fire. Right. Yeah, you can. You can. Uh, right now in the PTR, it's a little difficult only because everybody's Ash and they're small <laughs> character models. Yeah. Right. She's a she's a small character model. So unless you're really good at tracking. I'm just seeing tons of whiff shots. However, when bigger, like once she actually enters the game and there's bigger characters to shoot, um, a problem I see is her ult being farmed too fast. Because uh, right now, like right now on the PTR, it's it seems okay because whenever you get a shot, like you actually get a pretty decent chunk of of health back. Oh, not health of your ult charge. You get a pretty nice chunk, and you should be. And well, actually, it, it makes sense because of how. Um, you know, skilled you have to be to get those shots, especially if they're headshots. But it could turn into a Hanzo situation where you, you know, you see a Roadhog out of place, you see a Winston out of place, or another big person, um, or bigger person, I should say, and you can farm your ult on them so you can get your ult charge. And her ult, uh, we're going to get into Bob a little bit, her ult's a little different, like, from Hanzo, because Hanzo, you know, you can, can you can get Hanzo dragons all day and use them completely wrong and be completely ineffective <laughs> with it. Um, that's the only problem I see with her ult charge on the primary fire so far. Um, other than that, once I changed my crosshair uh, to something a bit more like because I think her default crosshair, like the, the scoping for me, is just too big. Uh, I made it smaller and I increased the dot size and that helped me a lot uh, get better shots. But um, yeah, I, I I think the damage is okay for the most part because it really pushes you to get headshots and not just spam body shots. Like I said, she gets about forty damage per shot if she's up close on the uh, on the uh, primary fire. So she'll be more effective and we're just talking primary fire and secondary fire here should be more effective on squishies than on tanks as it stands right now because even like i said her her secondary fire will give you about 80 damage but you know or 170 on headshot and for most tanks don't it's not like that's not a walk in the park or anything like that but it doesn't put you in immediate danger like if a healer can see that you're getting like you know chopped down they can you know draw they can you know start to take care of you faster or you can, I don't know, get behind a shield, move out. Of, it gives you have time to move in, out of position or move out of her line of sight and stuff like that. So from that standpoint, I really don't have a problem with the way her primary weapon works. 
Uh, she also has a stick of dynamite, which is when it explodes, it's a AOE burning dot. Now this is going to need some fucking attention yep. because it yeah. burns. It burns for way too long in way combination with the damage expect. that it does. Yeah, it I mean, does a ton I felt of damage. Like, I felt like I was burning forever sometimes. Like I was like, God yeah. damn, like, can I stop dropping roll, please? <laughs> like it's something like it was just the the dot was too either the dot needs to uh be shorter or the damage it does needs to be uh, you know, addressed. You know? Uh if you saw what well, you probably saw on the the video they released after the cinematic, but you know, you throw the stick of dynamite and you can shoot it. To make it blow up early, mm-hmm. you and can only do that. you so can even, shoot it, and only you can shoot it. I'm 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 fifty fifty on that. I'm like I understand why they don't want it to just blow up if some if anybody shoots it, um, because then it could, well see that's thing it could make it ineffective. But that's only if somebody is using it wrong, right? You know, right. if you use it correctly and you like you throw it over them and they don't notice it because it has a super long fucking range, by the way, like you can throw that shit forever. Yeah. I threw it across Route 66 from the top. Like I got on top of the train at the start, threw it all the way past the fucking building, the gas station with, <laughs> yeah, it's with like, a it's blow like shot and then way up top through it. It's like you're throwing a hail fucking Mary like every time you throw it's it. It slow. is like, yeah. And the timer doesn't start until it hits the ground, I believe. I don't think the timer starts from the time you throw right. it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to really be that it. way. It's got to be that way. Yeah. So, but yeah, it has a super long range. So you can throw it over a group if you wanted to, you know, and then shoot it while it's on the ground. Because the thing is, like, once it hits the ground, it makes a ringing noise. So people around it know that it's there. They have time to get away from it. The only way, not the only way, but either to, 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 to hit them. They either have to a not be uh, you know paying attention, which is a possibility because when you, people get into team fights, they may even if they hear it, they may not be able to address it. They may not be able to turn around, see where it is. They may not be able to get out of the fight that they're in. You know. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, oh shoot! I just it. Uh, dang it! I don't know what the uh, dang it. Loading. Okay. I'll tell you yeah. if I remember. Thought loading. So, um, yeah, the Do best way to get Bob. people with it, the best way to get <laughs> to, uh, to to use it is to actually shoot it while it's on the ground or shoot it in the air. Now, I will say this. Um, it is pretty easy. Like, if you are just throwing it into a group real quick, if you're just tossing it into a group, it's actually pretty easy to shoot it in midair because the way the trajectory works, if you're, like, looking forward – it goes up and then it comes back down in front of your crosshair. That's it's going to do that. So you can actually hit it with a single shot. I would say <laughs> 10 to 15 meters, yeah. somewhere 10 to 15 meters right in front yeah. of you. So that's kind of it. And that's, that's not really an issue, but I can see that being like a, a little bit of a balance issue. how easy it is to do that. However, you have other factors, right? If you, if you toss it, into them and then it's like behind a shield or like a fat ass roadhog gets in your way it's like dude you're blocking my shot like you know <laughs> stuff like that so like i said i'm 50 50 on the burning dynamite um i doubt well, i should say i'm 100 percent on the fact that it need the the dot or the damage needs to be addressed i would prefer the dot time to be addressed to be honest with you yeah uh but in terms of how far you can throw it and a couple other items, I'm 50-50 on. But go ahead, Bob. Uh, the thing I was going to say, I remembered, like, 
One thing that's funny is it is not easy to find. You can hear it real easy, but it is not easy to find where it's at. Like Tracer's Pulse Bob, you get a little graphical indication like of what side it's on, but nothing. You're just like, try to get away and make the less because like looking around for it, it's it's itty bitty. Yeah, I hope you have directional sound on because wherever the fuck you hear it, just move yep. away from that location. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's the thing. I think the problem was is that everything, like the sound wasn't right on the com- the computers at, at BlizzCon because it was everywhere. I couldn't get away from it. It just it'd make it either louder <laughs> or quieter. Uh, it was pretty easy to like hear at least uh, as far as direction when I was playing earlier on PTR, yeah. but it was also like, like every ash was throwing one at the same time. So. Right, yeah, like I can generally yep, hear over. where it is. I could generally hear where it is, and I'm pretty sure my enemies could too, because I throw it, and it will like land, and there will be like three people like kind of together taking shots. <laughs> as soon as it land, it'll ring. They just like disperse without looking around. I'm like, they know where it is. <laughs> we were uh, one thing that I that I did that people might do is like a kamikaze drop too. Like after they know they're gonna die. Like, there's this one point I was fighting, not Rob. He had switched to Hanzo because I guess he was tired of Ash. And I knew it was just one melee from dead. He had like 100 health, and I was like, I just dropped to my feet. And I was dead. And then I hit space, <laughs> I hit space bar while I'm waiting to spot. I see I killed not Rob. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he just didn't get away from it quick enough. But I mean, that'll change over time, I'm sure. Right. Uh, so her other. Another piece of her kit is the coach gun, which I think if you get a full hit, like if, you, if all of the pellets hit, it's 90 damage, but it knocks back both Ash and the target. And not only that, you're instead of seeing people just use it for that as an escape, what, you'll, what you're going to see people do more often is use it as a mobility tool, which now that... I kind of have a problem with. Like, I'm not sure if you guys have played with the mobility uh, yeah. on on uh, Ash, but you know that jump pad that uh, in um, well, only certain maps have jump pads, but in Oasis on City Center, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that has a jump pad. Ash don't need it. She don't need it. <laughs> like because your so what I was able to do consistently, I was able to use the. Uh, the coach gun, not from the side that didn't have the border. I'm talking about the side facing the center that has the border. So let's say, imagine you're coming from spawn, you're going left or right, and you are on the side that leads to that launch pad. And you know how the uh, the top uh, balcony has a border or a wall on it on mm-hmm. the two sides? Yeah. With the coach gun, you can jump over that well, easily. And- you can easily and, clear that. And it's also her flight is much slower than like a widow grapple. So when you do get up in the air, you can control where you land a lot better. Bad for you being a target up in the air that's moving slower, but good for you being able to land where you want to land. Oh, and God. I pick, I pick so many ashes while they're in the air, but go ahead. <laughs> Another really thing like, that's really ahead, weird, man. though, is you know how Ferris concussion rocket, you have to hit a wall? To knock you back, you right? Don't with Ash. So Andreas was playing today and multiple times got booped off the side where he's headed into the abyss, fired it back in the game. 
Like it would yeah. like that. I was like, whoa! I didn't even think about the fact that you don't need a wall to have it boop you back if you're yeah. fast enough. Yeah. So like, I, you can clear that. Like, I also city center again. The top of the city center thing, like the thing in the middle, you can just jump yourself up there. You can get up there with ease. Like you can get yourself into so many positions with that thing. You know, like her mobility is crazy. Also, it's what soldiers should have had forever. I'd say <laughs> soldiers rocket needs to shoot them up to the that would make that's, it viable again. That's too much mobility. But I, I really much. don't think it's that much of a problem though, because you look at it. You got Genji with his wall climb, double jump. You have Hanzo with his wall climb and vertical or horizontal dash. You got Widow with a grapple. You got Farah that literally fucking flies. Weird deep um, in mobility creep for sure. Yeah. I mean, all like most of the DPS have some form of mobility, and it's on like a 10 second cooldown or something, or eight seconds at least. I mean, it's on a pretty big cooldown. Doesn't do a whole lot of damage. I mean, I don't see much of an issue with it. I'm perfectly honest with you. I mean, yeah, you could do some cool shit with it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I can get in the air and try to get a, you know, kick ass midair widow shot or something, but you still have to have skill to do it. It's not that huge a tactical advantage. It's positioning, which you can do with any other mobility hero in the game, which of which there are many. I don't have a problem with her being able to do like a jump with it, but being able to clear that wall, like that wall is larger than 10 meters. Like I'm pretty sure it has to be bigger than 10 meters. The wall that I'm talking about to completely clear that, just hop over and get up there with no problem. And not to mention, like, Hanzo, yeah, he has a wall climb so he can get into different places, but he's not a hit-scan sniper. You know? He's not. Like, he's not a hit-scan yeah, sniper. You can grapple up there with Widow. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was you just going to say that, too. You can grapple up there with Widow, but, both, but Widow is, she's weak. I mean, like, she can get chased away by Winston. Or actually, this person can get chased away by Winston as well, but... Yeah, she's pretty um, weak to divers. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it, but I mean, whatever. you can get up there with Junkrat, um, who, you know... He's not a hit scan, but he's some serious explosion damage. You, you know? can get I mean, really yeah. high with Jugrat with the double <laughs> yeah. jump. Yeah, like you can, but like I say, he's also not a hit scan, like you said. Uh, but also, her the uh, coach gun is effective at ten meters. If somebody is like on a ledge, you coach gun them ten meters away, you will knock them off of that ledge. That's too much. I have an issue with because that kind of boop distance, they ought to reel that in about what Lucio's is right now. Yeah, which I yeah I think that's like five meters, but yeah, yeah, because you can just you can go to the uh to the what you call it to the um practice range and go to the robot that is sitting on the ledge, and when you boop him, not only does it move him out, it pushes him up. So like even if you're you are against something that's solid, it'll just knock you up and over. Yeah, you you can also do the same thing you do with Lucio, where you're right on top of him and you aim straight up, and it gives him even more of an arc. So you do that with her shotgun too. That's fine, but like what I'm saying is, like from ten meters, pointing straight at somebody, you can use the coach gun, and it will knock them off the ledge. Uh, I was just giving the listeners more tips on how to use it. Right. Um, Additionally, Bob, her assistant, or her—that's her ultimate. Which this is the. Biggest problem I have with the kit. Big Omnic bastard. Yeah, so that, that Ken just gonna, just gonna call him Big Omnic bastard. But um, so Bob is not just an ultimate; he's a full fledged hero, right? All status effects apply to Bob. You can freeze Bob, you can sleep Bob, you can stun Bob, but you can also heal Bob. You can bubble Bob. You can nano Bob as well. 
Bob, Bob sleeps a lot in matches. <laughs> Bob can um, capture a point for you, contest a point for you. Wait, what? Capture a payload, push a payload, contest a payload. Yes. Full-fledged hero. Um, he broke the game when they first put him in because the game thought it was six people so it wouldn't spawn someone who died. Oh, shit. Yeah, like he's he, it's a full-fledged hero like you could do everything a hero does except he's automated which is my biggest issue so um he has 1200 health he has a 10 second duration after collision not total after collision mm. so you like when he, this is the way he works for those who haven't seen it he jumps down in front of ash and he runs in a straight line the first person he runs into a person first he knocks them into the air or a group of people he'll knock them into the air so he has an aoe knock up kind of like um hammond and then once he's behind them he turns into an automated turret that will start shooting people uh you know and his shots don't tickle either so so if you don't sleep him or you don't freeze him or something like that like you 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 basically have like an automated turret behind you that has 1200 health and can also capture a control point you know so um Additionally, this is and this is important information. Ash can still gain ultimate charge while Bob is active. She can gain ultimate charge while Bob is up, so she can I get a Bob like fast. Yeah, okay. I, that has to be changed. So um, I have a feeling that she, you know that that's going to be a problem. Like Kendra just said, that's going to be changed. However, um, and it, Bob's damage to other people doesn't count. However, the enemy team does not get ultimate charge while Bob is out if they shoot Bob. Same Which I have a turret, problem with right? that. Same as a turret. Like, but turret has a much lower amount of health. Like we're talking about a twelve hundred HP fucker the big, the size of Reinhardt, right? Um, you have to your team has to output twelve hundred damage to get rid of them, or you have to have a good Anna that has her sleep dart up, and hopefully she you know she can get a sleep <laughs> dart up before she dies to Bob or something like that. The sleep dart's um, mean. Like it's just completely against the poor guy. Yeah, I mean, well, it has to have some have some counterplay. Uh, my big, I, I, my my biggest issue with Bob is that he is a seventh member of the team, right? He he adds a seventh character, a seventh player on a team, and this is a game where being down one player, we know that that that's bad. Like you know, you if you <laughs> somebody could drop from a match for thirty seconds, right, and that could change the entire match going five v six, and now at the push of a button, you could take it and go, you know, six v7 now bob didn't have as much health if he didn't have that much health if he had like the the health of a normal character i might not have a as big of a problem with it but as a stance he has 1200 health like no matter how you skin unless you can get a status like effect on him unless you can knock him away or sleep him or you know freeze him like he is is something that needs to be addressed i will say though once he stops he does move so he's, I mean, he could be burnt down pretty dang quick. If yeah. your whole, if your team is there, that's the key, right? Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, if your team is there, but like, stall tactic. If you are in a situation where you are doing a, uh, you know, a 2v1 or even a 3v1 with like, let's say Ash and she pops Bob, that puts some, that fight can go in Ash's favor depending on what ELO you're playing in, right? 
because now you have this automated turret that has 1200 health and you only have three characters on your or three players on your team that can burn down 1200 health and if you're the wrong classes forget about it <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's just not gonna yeah, i mean you, it's it, like any ult you pop mail the right way you can turn a fight that way for 3v1 i mean you do the same thing with genji ult you can do the same thing with uh certainly graviton that is uh, true but but none of those alts capture a point for you true but you know it's it's one of those none things of those alts just... can test a point for you yeah that is none a of those alts after difference none, none of those points after they kill you can then win a game none of them <laughs> can like bob can win a game i had my bob win games for me yesterday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay you can't nano boost a graviton you can nano boost a bob though. Nano bob. You can protect. <laughs> you can protect a bob from status effects. Like if you know when bob is coming through that they're gonna like sleep dart him or something like that. That Anna's gonna wait until bob stops moving and then sleep dart him. Not if you bubble him. Yep. You better before be Anna ready with it. that. Yeah. You better be ready to do something to bob. Bob better be important exactly. to you when he comes out. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like because if, if he's not, then you know it, it is an ultimate. I think you do have to coordinate with your team. That's the best way to use it. Uh, but I, I just see it going. It's an ultimate that puts too much in the favor of uh, the player, right? Of, of, of that one player. You know, even with like, let's say Junkrat, you know, people, you can say that Junkrat, because Junkrat, technically speaking, does the same thing. He actually binds another player in the game. That tire is considered another player in the game. It just doesn't have the same player status effects. Uh, so, you know, if Junkrat's in the middle of a fight and then. There's three people left, and he pops his uh, ultimate in the middle of a fight, which Junkrats can do. You still have the opportunity to destroy that thing as he's putting down. Like it has a time, you know, it has a, like a uh, what's the word, a casting time, pretty much, right? That it takes to to pull that out. Bob is instantaneously. You hit Q, and instantly Bob is on the field and doing shit. You know, that's just the way it goes. You gotta be careful with Abim, though. Yeah, first but, time I threw him in, it was like uh, it was as if I was playing with Bob, like charged right off the side of the map. And uh, what's the ah shit? I one of the control points anyway. Continue. Yeah. So the thing about Bob, the thing that would make me feel better with him is if instead of being a seventh automated character, he he it was almost like with Junkrat, right? When you hit Q, Bob jumps down, Ash goes inactive, and you control Bob. That's what you do. And you you hold shift. Bob can charge. He can knock people in the air. You can aim with his guns, which will give you more DPS. You still have 1,200 health for a short period of time. I would feel better at that about that because it would still only be 6v6. It doesn't add an additional player to the actual game and you still have to rely on your skill. You still have to be able to aim and stuff like that. You just have enhanced DPS, enhanced survivability, stuff like that. That will make me feel much better about this ultimate. But the way it is, I am not a fan of it. And I think it's going to be more annoying than anything. I mean, like if you're playing in an organized six or an organized team doesn't have to be a six and you, you know, you can work to do this. I think that's fine. I think this is going to cement Anna into the meta more, uh, you know, she, so she can help deal with Bob when he comes out because it, the sleep is the fastest way to deal with it. It's the biggest know. counter. Yeah. It is the biggest counter. Yeah. So it, it is the fastest him. way. 
Yeah, is the it, yeah, and that's gonna happen too. So and it's the biggest. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say the difference of what it's gonna do between the different SR levels, like you know, high masters. He's gonna get burnt down quick. You know, it'd just be like a Zarya bubbles. You burn the Zarya down quick, and that's why they don't care about charge. But down in gold, well, down in silver, man, Bob's gonna be the MVP. <laughs> But the, the the thing about the, the I was thinking about that, but the thing about Bob and lower elos or Ash and lower elos is they gotta be able to hit those shots. Right. Or they gotta get in the first place. Yeah, or dynamite right, yeah, exactly. Dynamite as well. But the the thing that's gonna stop Bob from completely ruining Overwatch in silver and gold is the fact that you just don't have that many mechanically skilled you know, people down there to, to play at that level to get Bob on a regular basis. Unless a Smurf comes down there and just ruins their day, but let's be honest, there's tons of Smurfs in gold. Tons of Smurfs in yeah. gold. I, so, honestly, oh yeah, what I happens with Sombra hacks him? Can he probably just goes inactive. Does he just go completely? Sure. At, yeah, because Death Threader the chat just asked that. It's a good point. I don't know if he goes inactive. Like, I, I would actually have to test that that would be good if he if he did, but remember he's an automated turret, you know, and it's not the easiest to hack. Well, actually, it's easier to hack Torbjorn's turrets now because when Torb yeah, primary fires somebody, yeah. it shoots that person, and you can actually hack them. It used to be really difficult to hack Torbjorn's turrets. It was so fucking annoying. But her ultimate um, though, maybe maybe her ultimate can do it too. Maybe yeah. So he shuts down when you uh, when you actually. Attack him. That Delta Run is saying he shuts down. I mean, that's the case. And Sombra is also a uh, a counter, but that's if she's not being fired ult. on, yeah, yeah or you, or yeah, or if she uses the old, it's an old for an old instead of an Ana sleep yeah. card. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have any issues dealing with him because you know he just kind of aimed at the rest of the team. If I'm not like right there in front of right, him, he's but not really aiming. Everybody's at playing Ash right now, you know. Like so, it's like everybody's kind of far away from the Bob usually. But once you get into you know regular Overwatch, where a lot of team fights are, or like in a specific area, and then you just throw Bob in there. That's not cool. And then Reinhardt can also charge him, so Reinhardt can get him away from the team if he knows how to. Uh, you know, so call too. Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna say I'm, I'm, like I said, I didn't say he was the worst or like, you know, unbeatable. I just think there's better ways to deploy that ultimate that doesn't make that makes it less annoying to deal with and also makes it better at lower elos. Like, you know, you still put the control on the hands of the player. What I don't is autonomous watch. I don't want autonomous overwatch where it's like, well, these things do this automatically and this thing shoots this automatically and this guy does this automatically. Like, I want to play the game. <laughs> like, you know, that's the thing. I don't want to be fighting against bots. If I want to fight bots, I'll be playing a MOBA. And this is a MOBA podcast, so obviously I don't want to play MOBAs unless it's Heroes of the Storm because that's for casual noobs like me. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's some... Um, I'm just not a fan of the ultimate. Actually, the only two problems I have with a kid is the coach gun and the ultimate. However, I like her as a character because of her other stuff. I I, I do like that. Uh, I will say this. While it's great that they put her into the game, definitely not what we needed. (laughs) This is definitely not what Overwatch needs as a a character. Like, 
I don't know. Uh, it seems like they're really billing hardcore with the Overwatch League and the pro pro scene and everything like that. And this adds a a high school character with high impact plays that look really cool and flashy and like you can do some really badass shit with her, like the uh the skill shot on the dynamite. Um, like throwing that and shooting it and getting a great shot off. You know, that's a super big crowd pleaser. Headshots with her is pleasing, it's satisfying to watch. Um, jumps with the uh shotgun, doing things like that, mobility, trick shots. I mean, it, it's it's all very satisfying to watch and satisfying to pull off. As far as actual meta and everything, it's another DPS that's difficult to that's, that's just difficult to play. Another fair counter, though, too. It is a fair counter. Like a it better is better one than soldier. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't think fair, like Pharaoh was that much of a problem that you had to put something in to counter her. It is a, it is a fair counter for sure. And Kinder, everything you said is true. Like she, she'll probably be great to watch, but who doesn't give a fuck? I don't. I care about the game itself, like the game plan. Right. Like, I don't care. Well, I'm saying about, what they're billing right now is Overwatch League and the pro scene and everything. That is what they are putting investing. And that their has time nothing and money to do into. with what I said. What I said is that I she's not that. what the game needed. You know, but he's to just talking to the audience because a lot of the audience. Well, yeah, but he was Overwatch answering my League. question. Talk to me, Kinder. I'm right here. I'm not invisible. Well, I mean, <laughs> is it what the game needs or is it what the game needs to survive? That's the question. Uh, oh, I highly doubt this one character is going to help the game survive via Overwatch League viewability. The Overwatch League survives because the game is played. It's not the other way around. So they need to make changes to help the game thrive, and that will bring more people to Overwatch League. You know, True, that, but if that, you add things in that are fun to watch, they draw in more of the crowd, because Ash being in the game is not going to make, make people quit the game, really. Yep. It's not going to make them quit the game, no. And, and, but it might bring people in. If you have high-impact plays, you have really cool shit to watch, and you have nice clips and things like that that bring people that are playing the game but not watching Overwatch League into watching it because they see some cool ass exactly. shit somebody did on Ash. I've had quite a few people tell me that they started playing Overwatch because of the Overwatch League, seeing it on TV. <laughs> right, I think that's the, their mentality right now. I'm not maybe. saying it's right. I'm not saying it's what the meta needs. It's it's probably not. You're probably 100% correct on that. But as far as from a corporate viewpoint and what they are betting on i can almost guarantee that's what it is and that's fine but that's still not like, it's still <laughs> not what the game needs the but the bulk of people who have quit this game in like the last like four or five months have done it because of how much cc is in the game may has gotten stronger hammond cc people hate brigitte you know that being the case cc is a huge issue in the game for a lot of people enough of them for them to make fucking uh yes and uh what was that uh ed just said that tim the tapman quit because of it yes he did but i saw his video on that and he was doing some really stupid shit that's his fault but yeah, still he, he quit he because of the, the game to be honest <laughs> <laughs> he, he was uh he was, yeah, he was uh he was doing some stupid shit like he was playing reinhardt into ryan counters at that point he should have switched off uh that's the advice i would have gave him but but still like yeah he quit because there's a lot of cc in the game, way the and road. The game, way the road. One of the game, the only thing that the game actually needs is something to help counter CC. That's what it needs because we're just going to keep getting more CC. They're not going to stop putting CC into the game. 
And it's just going to get worse and worse Ash, and worse and worse. Ash and has no CC. Ash has CC. She has a knockback. It's not that. It's not really like a CC. Like a CC is crowd control. Yeah, knockbacks and pushbacks are part of crowd control. Yeah. I, okay, I didn't know that that was actually classified as one in Overwatch. Yeah. It wouldn't be yeah, like I, WoW or something like that. It'd be something that makes you lose control of your character completely. Right. Well, you when you get you know knocked into the air. With Ash, like, because, like I said, when you do, when you hit hurt somebody with the, uh, makes with, makes sense. with the coach gun, it knocks them into the air as well as pushes them back. So it hits them on the arch, whatever. But if the the game needs something to help deal with CC, and the only thing that can help deal with CC right now is like Zarya. Zarya is probably your biggest anti CC character, and that's only to a uh, to a to certain CC, right? Like if you get not like let's say if Hammond knocks you around. You'll still get knocked, but you'll be protected against it. You know, you'll be protected against the damage. It protects you against May. Yeah, it'll still knock you into the air. So the protection it does give you against CC isn't that great. And other than that, there's only certain characters that can protect themselves, like Orissa can protect herself against status effects and stuff like that. So in terms of what the game actually needs like she's not what the game needs i mean she's gonna be a nice addition to the game i didn't say that i didn't say she was useless i mean she's definitely gonna be a nice addition to the game but the she game is not what the game actually needs is roll queue that's what the game needs the game doesn't need roll queue and we're gonna get into that clan is what it needs we're Clans not gonna get nice. that either anytime this soon be nice <laughs> but we'll get into that uh, anyway, let's talk about the World Overwatch World Cup viewer real quick. Uh, Bob, you want to give your thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, right after uh, USA versus UK, we were all kind of shell-shocked. And the night before, we had downloaded the client. The way you download the client just like you would the PTR, you change to it just like you would the PTR. <laughs> and so we had it downloaded because like the hotel Wi-Fi took forever so we get back after the match and we wanted to see what zachary who'd been subbed in for hydration did and uh so everybody was real upset about them taking out hydration and putting in a tier two player so we looked at it and it's interesting because we got to see zachary feed twice as brigitte where he ran in front of the rhine trying to uh Tried like basically overextending and getting out of position. Now he was already pretty freaked out by that point, but either way, we got to see him die first in the team in the team fight twice and basically lose like lose that round. So it it was something we never would have saw had we not had access to that client. So there's going to be a lot of content creators that are able to put out their own original stuff, and it's going to be neat. Did you get to try it out, Kinder? At all? Joe? Uh, I haven't. I seen it. I've seen it in, in the in the client, but I actually haven't gotten to try it out yet. I plan to uh, next time I do watch any um, World Cup or Owl stuff. I wish I had, but I just didn't. I don't even think I was at home during all that. I was working during most of BlizzCon. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was, it's, I mean, essentially it's, it's the spectator client that's in the game right now mixed with a, a replay system. So it, it, 
it's what you would expect. I, I mean, I, maybe I just don't use the replay system all that much in game, but it looked pretty much the same. I was I, I was curious as to why it needed to be a separate client, but then when I got in, and I realized that it had all of the colors and um, coloring for the Overwatch League or not Overwatch League, but for the um, World Cup. It has to be a different client because our client does not, the regular Overwatch client does not have that data. So that's why it had to be a separate um, client. The only thing I kind of wish is that they have better controls for mouse and keyboard because I, I was using with mouse and keyboard at first and it was fine, but it's just so much better to use if you plug up a controller. So much easier to use. Just plugging up a controller and moving around the map and stuff like that. Uh, so that was, that was, I, I think they would, you because know, the, the whole goal of this, well, I shouldn't say the whole goal of it, but one of the things they want to do with this viewer is, um, you know, bring it into the regular game for regular people. And I think you would need better controls uh, or more robust controls that like for pop-up on the viewer itself when people go to, you know, review their own stuff. So, um, yeah, that's, I thought that was fine, but I'm not that big into the World Cup. I watched like a game or two and I wasn't even really watching the game to be honest with you. I was like messing around with the controls to be perfectly honest. Uh, but this has such a long way to go before it's ready for it's ready to go into the main client i mean first of all this relies on the the it relies on a server connection right like the data for what we watched was on a server somewhere and i really hope they're not going to take that approach when they actually make the replay system where your replay is only available for a certain amount of time because it, you it basically just saved the game that you were in and it hosted on the server you want replays on your local system um, you know, that's what you want. So I hope that's not uh, going to be a thing. And uh, like I said, the uh, the control aspect of it, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see that improved. So, but we're yeah. just such a long way off because they're just, they're probably tweet taking what they learned this weekend and tweaking it for Overwatch League. And then once they have it worked out for Overwatch League, they might put it in the game. Like there's not even guarantee, there's no guarantee that they're actually going to put the system in the game. We have no guarantees there. So Yeah, but for learning purposes, it's super nice to be able, you'll be able to watch the Overwatch League and you'll be able to watch whatever person you want to. So if you play tanks, if you play supports, you'll be able to watch the entire thing, which will be nice. Yeah, I mean, that's just from a community standpoint, it would make, it would have a bigger impact if you could watch the matches in your, uh, your ELO because, you know, when you watch a tank play in Overwatch League, they have certain expectations of their DPS. They have certain expectations of their healers. They expect that they know what they're doing. They're professionals. They Especially know they, the they, healers. They, yeah. they, they expect that the healers can position well. They expect that the DPS can put themselves in the good positions. You know, stuff like that. So, you know, one thing I see a lot in, <laughs> when I play in gold is one of two things. Like, Reinhardt's being too passive when they should be aggressive. Like, I'm, I'm like coaching them, like, go! Go, I'm helping you. I'm healing you. We got the DPS here with you. Go fuck up up. Or Reinhardt's being too aggressive when they don't have the backing of a team. And I think that comes a lot from them expecting people to do certain things, but them not necessarily doing it, right? Especially when they're not on comms. Like, I see Reinhardt's go on tears or try to go on tears yeah. and not be on comms with the rest of the team. And, you know, they just expect the team to kind of help them out. So, you know, the gameplay is definitely a different ELOs. And, 
getting a look at how your ELO is playing and then coming up with a plan to, you know, uh, exploit that will probably help people climb better than a player that's in bronze trying to position himself like a pro Overwatch League player, you know. Or, yeah. uh, or showing what someone did to, like, beat you really bad. Of course, of course, it's, it's going to be more help, more helpful. I was just thinking, in the, in the meantime... It's a good tool still. Right. Uh, so let's kind of hop into some stuff that was left hanging from the weekend. Uh, things that we know are happening or know are on the way. First of all, there is a Doomfist nerf incoming. Kaplan confirmed that they are looking uh, at Doomfist rocket punch. He did not tell us what exactly is going on with the rocket punch. But they're looking to, to nerf it because Doom apparently is just a little bit too good right now. Uh, additionally found out that the comics should be ramping back up. Somebody brought up the comics. I think it was Fran. I think it was a streamer named Fran that brought it up to Jeff Kaplan that the comics were talking back up or that the comics were going to ramp back up. Apparently something happened internally that the comics kind of went away and now they're going to be coming back. So we can be, we can expect overwatch or more overwatch lore via the comics. And apparently echo is going to be at the forefront. Like she's going to be like a, a very important part of the, new story that's not new story but the, the storyline that's coming up there are currently six heroes in development and hero 30 is playable apparently in internal play testing so hero 30 is ready to go um but hero 30 is not echo jeff kaplan confirmed that hero 30 is not echo he says the echo is pretty early in development so i don't even know if echo is going to be hero 31 maybe they'll ramp it like with you know the because people want Echo now since they saw her, so maybe they'll ramp up her development just in case. Uh, you know, you know yeah. for, for 31 because people might like really start, they, they really are pushing for her. In, um, that, but, in that live interview with him, Fran did, he did say that he they wanted her to be like really great. It, it made it sound like they were going to do more than a character with her, but I don't know what that means. Yeah, so... But um, yeah, Hero Thirty is we can expect Hero Thirty is not Echo, and I can I would expect that we're going to get Hero Thirty on uh, the regular time schedule. Uh, as far as I can tell, there is no story mode on the way that came up. An Overwatch story mode came up on stream with Jeff Kaplan, and basically the way he was talking, it it sounded sounds like it's not even on the table right now. He says that a story mode for Overwatch. Is something that he thinks will just be a separate game because of how difficult it is to put it into Overwatch. But I don't know if they're all trying to overachieve with this. Like, what people want is like what we have with archives. That's what they want a pack of those. You can make a pack of those. That's what people want. And it does take a while for them to develop each one now because they probably don't have a tool set made for that. But if they dedicate, if they wanted to dedicate to making stories like that or delivering war that way if they assign a team to it to make the tools for it and to kind of put it together like a pack of people for people to buy like the community would be perfectly fine with that but either way at this point i'm just going to stop talking about overwatch story mode uh, i can't i just it just doesn't sound like they're interested in doing it so we can that that's kind of going to get shot away at this point uh the guild clan system don't know what the fuck happened with that but now it seems that we are way far, way far from getting a guild clan system. Uh, 
Uh, Corey, uh, Jeff Kaplan again said, you know, the Overwatch, t- the, you know, well, here's the thing, right? I think it was June or July. They expected a new social feature in the game, which we all expected to be Guild Clans. Now that could be, we could be wrong about that, that social feature. So that's always a possibility, but from the way it seems, it, it, it was going to be a guild clan system. Now what they're saying is that the Overwatch team wants the the guild and clan system to be battle net wide and not just for Overwatch. And they want to do it, but it's going to take a while. That's what Jeff Kaplan said. And once again, I think trying to do too much, we don't need a, a guild or clan system for battle net or one that integrates with battle net. We just want one for Overwatch. Yeah, I don't want to go like and how many people like say you play with someone who's really good wow but that guild just plays kind of like passively in overwatch but then you're in the guild and you're in both of them I don't see how that'll work yeah yeah a guild clan system that covers battle.net like first of all you would it might as well just be communities because there's no way you would just join more than one right yeah discord's you know, already right. done that guys yeah, so I wouldn't. Yeah, I, 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 I think they're trying to overachieve here, and they're saying that it's just going to take a while to develop. So that's, as far as we're concerned, that's not coming anytime soon. So we can kind of forget about that. Uh, Blizzard is looking into a role queue. I guess they've they've gotten so much pressure to get to do a role queue. They're looking into or they're talking about doing a role queue. Um, I think at this point we've already proven that a role queue, like a hard role queue, will. It, not well it's not good that it won't work it's just that it's not optimal and you can see that in lfg if you make an lfg now how many lfgs do you see uh well you actually know there's still a good a good deal of them but how many times have you been in lfg and stuck in a role and you need to switch roles but you can't because you're stuck in a role right that imagine that in a role queue like in, a, in like a solo game right <laughs> like you know you come in to get a specific role but the person who picks tank or who picks DPS isn't that great at the character they need to be. You know, they may have an idea of what character they want to play, but because of the enemy composition, they need to play a different character. Right now, even though it may be difficult, especially the lower elo you go, you can convince somebody to swap roles with you because people want to win. But if you're locked into an actual queue or a role because of the queue, that kind of takes that away, right? You know, when people do LFGs now, they're a 2-2-2. Two, two, two. If the situation calls for goats or calls for like, you know, remember when LFG first came out, there was a lot of three heel, Ryan, Zarya, and then uh, Hanzo. You couldn't do that because uh, you were stuck in a queue. So not saying that role queue won't work, but I think the idea needs to be adjusted to be more of like a preference. Like I want to play this, you know, I want to play this class or this, this role and then just assign you with people who play other roles. But, you know. I think a role queue would be amazing for the game. I think the the meta would adjust accordingly. You would have a SR rank depending on the role you you have chose, whether it be support, DPS, or tank, and stuff would even out. The DPS would go to the right spot eventually. It'd be it would be it would probably require an SR reset. I mean that that would be something that might be required, but it would be way better and it would solve the biggest problem in overwatch competitive right now it would kill goats why would it kill goats 
because you couldn't pick three takes at three at three support. You'd only be two, oh, two, you're, two. You're talking about still still instant locking or still locking rolls. I, oh, I definitely, locking. definitely. And if goats, if they can't figure out how to get goats out of the pro scene, I could see it working really fast to make that happen because goats is not good for the pro scene. Yeah, but lock. I mean, sure, I may get rid of goats, which is great now. But like, what? Like, it just completely limits you to the type of compositions that you right. can do. Yeah, which but would I be mean, bad that, for the game in general. But that's what it, they did. It's. I mean, it's similar to when they changed it to where you couldn't pick the same character. That's a that, that's a yeah, everybody that's a played though. Everybody played two two two. Like it was like a Lucio, two Lucios, two monkeys, two tracers. I mean. It was literally two, two, two. Like multiple character picks was complete chaos. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's like that's five Torbjorns, <laughs> or, or, or you know, on fucking uh, Dorado, which, which uh, didn't Dorado, actually work yeah, all that well in like higher elos. But I'm saying it was this. It was a big fundamental change, and they could they could do it here too. It just be now Overwatch. The way it works is it's two, two, two. And like I said, that that would. Like it will limit the compositions. Like you couldn't even do yeah. what you did. Like you know, let's say there's other compositions that work with three heels, you know, mm, or three definitely. DPS. Like it that, changes. Like it it, it kind of ruins the creativity of the game if you just lock it into two two two. Well, three heels is OP. That's why that's why everybody's doing it because healing is just OP. You know, you've said it before. Time to live is really long. Why not live longer? You know, it, it's just it would. It would it would make the game a little simpler too, which would be nice because it's pretty fucking confusing right now. Well, complex games make for good games because yeah. it, it 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 leads to the longevity of life of the game because you can keep Maybe. figuring new stuff. Maybe look at Counter Strike. Like <laughs> Counter Strike is all about <laughs> right. Counter Strike has existed I'm the just, way it has. Just giving you oh, my like, opinion, and I yeah. think I think the community would like that a lot more if they could just queue DPS and they knew that they were going to play DPS. Q tank, they knew they're gonna play play tank. I mean, MOBAs do it where like they form the teams bef- like before and then never change once. So I think it'd be fine if you were locked within your within your class. Yeah, you know, MOBAs like competitive mo- like well, competitive mode and MOBAs, yes, you can you do like picks and blocks and you know stuff like that but that's also a conversation that could be had among the team as you're doing the picks and the box you know it's not just like you cue like you as a solo player cue one uh you know cue just whatever class you want and then get thrown into a game and it's locked in like you get to do the picks and the blocks beforehand if they uh, the yeah, best thing like the best character though once you go through that process with your team of what you, what gets picked and what gets blocked, not to mention, like let's take Heroes of the Storm for example, you, when when the when that phase starts, you get to see what your other what your teammates are doing, right? You get to see that your teammate is, uh, you know, what characters they're picking. So while you may have had one character in mind to go in with. You like once your ca- once your team actually starts picking, you may decide, well, I want to win, and my character's not going to win with this comp. So, I mean, let me actually pick something that can kind of assist. The best thing, if you the best thing they could probably do for competitive mode is put you 
is like even if it's solo queue is put you into a lobby with your team before you actually go into the match right you know they put you you know and then that way you can get most of that stuff worked out if they talk i mean you if they even, talk i mean some of them are going to talk you but could like, even yeah, go like, like where it just you could queue as uh as flex and it puts three flexes in with one tank, one heal, one support. That would still, it would still help a lot. There's different things you could do, right? So, um, besides that, besides the roll queue, the Lucio O's loot boost. I want to bring that up because apparently it's not as simple as you would think to get the the, the loot boxes. Um, there's a whole process you got to go through. Like, it's not like you just pop in a code and that's it. I think you have to like take your receipt and take a picture of it and send it to a website. And then they're going to associate that receipt or they're going to associate a loot box boost with your account. And I don't think anybody's going through the process yet because it hasn't started yet. But one, you don't just get a free loot box. You actually get a loot an extra loot box every time you level for three levels so you get three loot boxes but it's when you level so instead of getting one loot box you get two for three levels that's why it's called a loot boost so if you're gonna get lucio o's you should probably know about that ahead of time so so with all that out of the way um you guys have any thoughts on blizzcon like my final thoughts these aren't that good. I just tried Lucio O's for the first time. They're not that good. I like kicks. Maybe. I like kicks. If you like kicks, then you might like them. Maybe. <laughs> as far as BlizzCon, uh, I was really, really, really hoping that I would that you would be wrong about uh, us not getting anything at all and just like losing, actually losing content from what we expected rather than gaining anything and just not getting a map. And uh, unfortunately you were, you were correct. We just, it was disappointing uh, that we didn't get more from the actual, from the, the whole thing. Yeah. It, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, rag ragtag said it best in a recent video this is Blizzard's fault for just giving way too fucking much every year before <laughs> that you can't take stuff away and have people happy. Um, and so it was, it, it was, it was really weird. The textual difficulties gave me hopes until the end of the presentation that there was something else going to be talked about it at for overwatch. And another thing rag uh, ragtag said is they could have just, announced a couple things they're working on but you know they did, well he didn't say this but i just think they didn't because they're afraid to announce things and then take it back the recent you know tournament mode fiasco stuff with her with hearthstone so it was kind of a bummer but i still had a blast at blizzcon <laughs> well maybe i'll get a chance to go next year maybe yeah. god billy oh dude and the loot box really sucked this year blizzard like how could you give us a backpack with awesome velcro add-ons that we could get at each station the year before and then give us a box with literally maybe one thing i would keep <laughs> it was not right. not very good right um the thing about like this blizzcon i mean the fact that they 
you know, they weren't going to introduce a new map. Kind of suggest they had some type of other news. Obviously, they didn't. But additionally, I think people had hopes, high hopes for lore, some type of lore content, because of the new story form that we have in in Overwatch, right? So why put a story form in the Overwatch forms if you're not going to have more lore, right? Like, why do it now? Because this was weeks ago they put this in there. Um, so I can understand why people thought there was going to be more lore content. I mean, I thought, like, okay, I think there's going to be more lore content because of, you know, the story. Like, why put the form in? Because now, if you go into that form, it's just all questions. Because we don't know anything about the lore. We barely know anything about Overwatch. We, we only, The only stuff we have are the comics they put out so far and the cinematics and the shit Michael Chu says on Twitter. Right? We can't have a deep lore conversation when we barely have bits and pieces. So that was a bit frustrating i mean it was just frustrating in general like they the what's next panel was all about ash like they weren't even talking about ideas they had for the future of overwatch so as far as we're concerned right now as the overwatch community we're gonna get ash we're gonna get a new hero four months from then four months from now unless they ramp up you know the hero uh uh, you know, them dropping heroes, which I really hope they don't do that. Yeah. Um, We're going to, you know, a couple months from now, we're going to get a new hero and then we're going to get repeat events. The only event that's probably going to have really new content is archives because we already know that they already said that Winter Wonderland is going to get one new snowy map. It's going to have the snowball fight and it's going to have Winston's Yeti hunt or whatever. And that's all it's going to be. And that's, that, that, that's it. So we're kind of living on nothing here. Like we have this, like they, they, they told us nothing. Like they could have said, you know, we have, you know, maybe a, uh, the replay system, maybe sometime in 2019, late 2019, or maybe a guild clan system sometime in 2019. Cause that may change again as well. Cause apparently it changed when, cause if they said, Oh yeah, it's going to, we have another announcement in September for a social feature. And now said social feature has just disappeared, disappeared into the wind. It, the scope of the project must have completely changed. Right. Um, they could have addressed some of the issues the community is kind of bringing up. Um, I, I don't know. It's almost like they're on autopilot, but they got, I, I have to believe they're working on something to reinvigorate the game, right? They can't just let it sit for that long um, and expect it to thrive. Uh, they have six new heroes in development, which if the hero release schedule remains the same, that means you have the next two here, two years of heroes already in development. And the next one is already pretty much finished. Like I, I imagine they're having like the skins done and the artwork done and stuff like that. And uh, you know, that'll be, that's great and all. But what I really wish is maybe they pull some of those resources back and work on other stuff. Like, I don't know, a new game mode. You know, a new game mode to help reinvigorate the game. Something that can actually be played in competitive, you know. That would be great. Uh, a new map would be great. I think new maps right now are more important than new characters. Because, you know, it's... We talked about it before, at this point, I think months ago. But, you know, with the... If you want to make... Instead of having to constantly balance characters and make, uh, you know, making these constant tweaks there to the characters they could make maps that favor certain characters and actually bring them back into relevance you know stuff like that 
I think it's right now with the with, where the game is and the the point of life we're at with the game. They should really be focusing on perfecting the systems that they have, you know, and taking resources from maybe creating characters and, you know, like I said, creating new game modes or maybe a, you know, uh, not fixing the SR system, but making some tweaks from based off of like no complaints on the community, you know, stuff like that, stuff that could help bring more people into Overwatch. But because I just don't think like new characters will maybe bring some people back, but I think if you made like a new game mode. It would bring way more people in, especially if it was a popular game mode. I've seen games that were almost dead put in a new game mode and breathe life Fortnite. back into that game. Fortnite. That's it. Overwatch right. Battle Royale. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I don't want another one, though. I just want another competitive game mode. I really don't want to add another match type to the current competitive game you know, mode. I'd like to see another game mode that could actually start, you know, like a pro scene for it. Cause like, doesn't wow have two pro scenes like the PVE mythic dungeon stuff. And then arena like that right. would be cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like blizzard's obviously not a fan of running multiple competitive modes. They're, they're not, they're going to one run one main competitive mode and they'll run you know, maybe seasons of another. Like, one of the reasons mm. I'm not doing Deathmatch right now, it's a three-week season. We have no idea when we're going to see it again. What's the point? Like, they, it really feels like I'm just wasting time, you know, playing it. To deal well, with the level of toxicity you're going to deal with in a competitive mode, that shit better be reoccurring. And, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the free-for-all mode is, like, really, well, at least the last time. There has been other stuff added, but the last time, it was just, like, if you're a McCree main... You're getting up there. You know what I mean? He was so good in that mode. So I don't know. Right, I, yeah. It's a team game doing free for all. But I think a 3v3 could be really cool to have just for good. I I agree. Like, I really just wish they could keep it in the arcade permanently. Like, that, that's the yeah. thing. Like, they don't even they don't even do that. Like, I mean, stuff like that. They could, they could take a look at maybe keeping certain game modes in the arcade permanently. And then having some other ones that, like, low grav. This week is, you know, the arcade mode. As it was like, you know, like staple arcade modes they could keep in the game. And I'd the communities be, can... Go ahead. I'd be interested to know of the ones they've done com, uh, competitive seasons of, which ones were the most popular? I'd be curious to see that. To see if they're right. like waiting for a popularity spike on one of their games, then maybe they would think about it. I don't know. But they got to run them all evenly because 3v3 elimination competitive had a disadvantage. The fact that you had to have your team formed before you went into it. Yeah, that's different from like 4v4, which you could just kind of pop in there if you want to. So 6v6 too. Yeah, I mean, at this point, um, yeah, 6v6 as well. You're right. So, right. I mean, at this point, I know Blizzard's working on something, but since they're not giving us any information, it feels like we're kind of on our own, right? We're just kind of on our own to fix our own problems like something we've been dealing talking about for the last few weeks um they're not implementing it doesn't sound like any system is going to be implemented anytime soon probably not before year three that will help with social interactions in the game you know helping you find you know new new people like right now i feel like when i find new people in game it's completely by accident like the last new person i the last two new people i found one was because kender said something to somebody and they hopped into our group 
And then <laughs> the second one was because I was talking with, I was playing with the listener. They brought up the podcast and then somebody else in the, on the team chat put two and two together because they recognized my voice and asked me if I was Jaw from Watchpoint Radio. That's the, that's the other new person that I met in game, you know? Yeah, and that now, doesn't help most people. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I was going to mention that. I was like, well, I've met a few people where they're just fans of the show and then I'm just like, okay, you want to play? But that's not going to happen to most people. Exactly. That That's not going to happen to most people. So, I don't know. It really feels like we're kind of on our own to, to our own devices. So, your best bet is to still try to latch on to communities, get into the Discord, find people to play with. Uh, I'm going to get something to something I, I did in our Discord in a minute here to hopefully help with that. But, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, oh, Blizzard has abandoned us. I mean, they can't because if they abandoned us, the game will be over because we have no control over what happens in the game. But, but the... Uh, yeah, it just I, I don't know what they're prioritizing right now uh, in terms of features or development. It's not a story mode. Uh, I don't think the replay system for us normies is a, is a priority. And apparently this, this guild clan system has a huge new scope. So no clue what's going on. Um, I can't imagine they're not going to have some type of major announcement before the next BlizzCon. That's a long time to wait for something major. And we're going to be in year three. We are in year three now of Overwatch. Right? Yeah. What yeah. Was the- yeah, we're in year three now of Overwatch. So it's time for something new to reinvent, to, to, to bring life into the game. What was the announcement that gave us the very first game? It was halftime of the very first day of the overwatch league there was a jeff kaplan announcement he came out and gave i can't remember what it was i, was not, I have no idea what like they about. they used that platform to do the announcement and to bring people that might not be looking at the overwatch league in just to watch it i can't remember what it was though me either like it was it could it could have been that amazing if i can't remember what it is because yeah yeah it all runs together for me yeah, my main concern is that with the lack of information, with the lack of announcements, we're going to see a drop in server population. Like there's been people holding on, hope holding on hope to see, you know, what is Blizzard going to do to kind of help keep the game up in population or keep the game running and they gave us a big fat goose egg like nothing. Like when we ash, okay, that's going to be great. It's going to probably be a, a bit of a spike when she first plays. Oh, come comes out. A lot of people are going to get frustrated that they're getting fucking trashed with her, and then they're going to drop off again, <laughs> you know? Um, a lot of the major issues, which are mostly social in the game, aren't being addressed, and I fear that it's going to make the uh, the pop- server population drop. And the problem with that is, maybe not in Diamond and Master and Grandmaster, and maybe not even in Bronze, but in that gold platinum area, server population drops cause major issues with how the game is played um we saw a server population drop earlier this year which led to people who should not have been in high platinum in high platinum like they're making mistakes that should have not have gotten them out of gold you know what i'm saying like it it becomes a real problem which leads to more frustration it leads to more people leaving the game when when that happens um so yeah i just that's what I'm. I'm more worried about is the lack of information causing people to to kind of drop off. Plus, the Overwatch team hasn't been that. They haven't been communicating that much in the forums, 
So we just have like a kind of like an information drought. And I just think that this was not the time <laughs> for, for them to start to, to, you know, they should have the what's next panel. They could have just talked about concepts they had and stuff like that. So uh, we'll see how it goes though. I'm still hopeful, but like the reality I'm looking at, like based off of the information that I saw is not that bright. So we'll see what happens though. But uh, once again, I'm going to push the community question the next week. And actually, what we're going to do is we're just going to address it first thing next week. Um, because we, we, you know, we spent so much time talking today. Um, and obviously not going to do this week in Overwatch. Uh, but let's talk, let's talk about the community episodes for a second. Um, the first two community episodes are out. And uh, apparently people really like them. I've been getting a lot of feedback Um about those community episodes so you know thank you for the feedback it's very I'm very happy to know that you guys are really digging them and uh we have some people lined up for the next community episode so um we should have another one coming out toward the end of november depending on how that schedule goes uh and you know like i said on the show and, and, and on the community shows like don't if you have something you want to talk about like just you know reach out let us know and we'll, you know, try to put something together, you know, that the community episodes are for the community to voice their opinions. Uh, additionally, something I did, and this isn't the P, well, actually it works on any of the LFG channels that we have in our Discord, but I created some new commands that will automatically join you to some new roles that I made. I made some roles to represent each rank up to platinum, so there's a bronze, silver, gold, and platinum role in Discord. And you can use commands to automatically join those roles. And the way I would like it to work is if you have an account that can play with that role, right? Like, or if you don't mind, like, you know, helping out that role, or if you have an account in that rank, you know, let's say if you're in bronze, you join OW bronze, but let's say, I don't know, you're a silver player, but you have, or so you have an account that can play with bronze players, you might want to join the bronze, you know, role anyway. And when somebody is looking to form a group, they can just, you know, at the role or at that rank and uh, hopefully get people's attention that want to play. Uh, I know our bronze players have been having a hard time getting uh, people to play with. Uh, I'm, I'm actually my lowest account right now is sitting at like 26 something um, because I, I was actually playing with another gold player and we kind of went on a roll. But yeah, so I can't even like I, I can bear like not barely, but I can, you know. There's a whole hundred SR of silver that I can't even play with at this point. Almost 200 SR. So, um, I don't know. I guess I want to try to help players who are in the lower ranks, you know, get with other players and, you know, form groups and, you know, help out. Um, one thing I did suggest in that form as well is that, well, not form, but in that uh, channel is that I might start doing quick play groups if you're in bronze, because obviously I can't play competitive with you. But, you know, let's do some quick play six stacks. Let's see where, uh, you know, you might be lacking in knowledge or in skill. We'll see if we can fix it in, in a quick play six stack. Because um, when you play six stacks in quick play, it's not exactly competitive, but you'll generally run into other stacks. So you can, you know, you, it does have some educational value there. Uh, but, yeah, join the Discord so we can talk more about that. Uh, community events. We do have Xbox Game Night this Friday. It was canceled for last Friday because of the Overwatch World Cup, but it is going to be going down this Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, no PS4 game nights right now on the horizon. I'll talk to uh, talk to uh, Death about that. So, but um, 
Bob, any uh, game nights you know about? Uh, yes, this weekend is the Cavalry game night. You can get there by going to discord.me slash the Cavalry. Yeah, and I'm off this weekend. I'll be there, boys. Should be starting around like seven-ish Eastern. Okay. All right, cool. So there's that going on. Um, additionally, I always talk about Prepare to Attack. Prepare to Attack is a great series that we do that can help you, you know, with new character or getting used or just learning about characters in general. So whether you're new to the character or not, those podcasts are with grandmasters and coaches. So I would definitely check out Prepare to Attack. For those who are not listening or not here for the live stream, we do live stream every Tuesday around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Somewhere close to that. Uh, so we love to have you here, uh, you know, as we stream the show live. Uh, additionally, we do want to hear about your Overwatch stories. So we, I will get into our contact info here in a second. And, uh, you know, for our console users, we do have a PS4 uh, community and an Xbox One club, which when they do game nights, a great way to keep up with that and know they're doing them or know when other, you know, listeners are playing is to join those communities. So the S4 community with Xbox One Club are both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And like I mentioned earlier, we'd love to have you on our Discord, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. And I always like to bring up Heroes of Overwatch, which is a great Facebook group to join if you're on Facebook, which you can also find other players to play with or keep up with the latest Overwatch news or memes, whatever you're into. Uh, so thank you everybody for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. You guys want to give out your social info. You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. What about you, Kinder? You can find me on Twitter at Nerf Kinder, please. That's uh, N-E-R-F-K-I-N-D-E-R-P-L-S. And you can also find me on YouTube under the same name. I did just do a video uh, that was a bunch of Overwatch memes and bullshit. And hopefully I'll be doing some stuff that... Uh, has John Bob featured prominently in it uh, for well, the memes? I, I, I was featured prominently in your last one, so you were. And I, the the particular edit, that particular edit where you're playing the game was was the was the part of that video I was the most proud of because of how <laughs> how I got that edit to work out, like the where it switches over to the Smash Brothers thing. That like that, that was really good. I was surprised you were able to do that so fast because like, you did it like that night. I was like, wow, like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I know I know some shit, but <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, that's, that's actually really good. I didn't expect. I I think when I saw it, you only had the Smash Brothers intro, but I didn't see the part where I actually hit the Doom Fist in the air with Hammond. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. That was good. So, uh, but yeah, check out Kender's uh, check out Kender's uh, you know, meme account. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter is uh, twittercom Church of Ja. I also stream on this channel. <laughs> um, try I try to stream on it frequently. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Smash Those Buttons. Um, I try to stream on t- Sundays and Mondays. I haven't been doing it so much recently because our, our schedule's been off, but um. I'll be I'll be streaming on Sunday. Might do another forum surf because that was the forum surfing was fun, but goddamn did it drain me because that was like almost three straight hours of me talking and replying to forum threads and reacting to the replies of my forum threads. <laughs> that's a tough act, guys. So I might try to do it again. But we will be streaming on Thursday for our WPR comp night, and I would prefer if we got listeners to join us on the comp night still not 100 percent sure how we're going to work that out because the way our accounts are you know you would probably have to be in at least gold 
to join that group. Um, so if you are in gold right now and you want to, you know, play with us on Thursday, you know, let me know on the forums also, not forums, goddamn, in Discord. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll also, you know, I'll put feelers out on Wednesday or Thursday and we'll see. Um, if you want to get, send us your Overwatch stories, you can email us at WPR at mashlessbuttons.com, but you can also reach out to us on Discord. You can reach out to us on uh, Twitter. You know, the places that we mentioned, you, know, you can always reach out to us and we'll try to get back to you. If you enjoy the show and you want to sh- uh, help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. Like I said, that does support this show and also our initiatives with Prepare to Attack. We also have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And, uh, that helps support us as well. You can get some shirts, you can get mugs, all that good stuff. And you can also become a uh, Twitch subscriber, which helps us out. We really appreciate our subscribers, especially the slew of subscribers we've gotten over the past few weeks. So thanks a lot, guys. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bob! Later. Do something! Do something! Damn it, Bobby! God damn it, Bobby! Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.